Hi, my name is Amber Aga and I'm a Reiki master and shamanic practitioner. Uh, and I've been healing for probably close to eight years um, teaching as well. Um, and these podcasts are really a chance for me to reach out to um, to any out there and share what I have learnt um, along my journey, not only my journey of personal healing, but then my journey as a healer and the experiences I've picked up along the way. So it's a chance to share some of that and I hope that you'll find them useful um, in one form or another. Um, today I wanted to have a look at distraction or distractions and how these manifest in our lives and also the role that distraction plays in keeping us separated from our divinity, from our truth and from each other. There are many distractions out there and we are actually living in a society where we are bombarded with distraction, especially if you live in a city. Now, I live in a city, I live in London, and it's pretty impossible in London, in fact, to find a space where there isn't some form of energetic intrusion in the form of a distraction. And so by that I mean, you know, either there's noise or there, there are images or um, there's, uh, you know, advertising, flyering, um, people trying to get your attention, get you to buy something, go somewhere, do something. It's pretty hard to just be in a state of stillness with oneself. Um, what distractions do is they take us into someone else's energy field. They take us into a space that isn't our truth. Now, we can't all live on an island um, surrounded by land and, and animals and nature and those that we truly wish to surround ourselves with. I mean, we have to find a way to be warriors uh, in the truest sense in whichever landscape we find ourselves in. And certainly London isn't the most trying place when you think about where some people live in terms of war zones and spaces of conflict. Um, but it's interesting to note how much we are bombarded and how difficult it can start to become to truly be connected to your truth, your essence and to spirit. So one of the things I'd like to look at today is how distraction works in our lives to take us away from a place of love and into a space of fear and the impact that that can have and then what we can do to bring ourselves back into that space of love and also um, the distractions that will happen or that we allow to happen on our healing journey. One of the biggest distractions I have found personally in my life, but also in the lives of others, not only those that I'm close to, but uh, you know, in a healing capacity as well, um, is the distraction of money, the distraction of abundance. It's so interesting when we look at our society and we look at the way that, that things have been progressing um, recently, what a distraction finance is. We might wake up in the morning from the dream world feeling quite blessed and we look out the window and the sun is shining and we can hear birdsong and we have a hot shower and we put the kettle on and we make ourselves a nice cup of tea and maybe we put some music on or we do some yoga or 
we sit in stillness and meditate and pray or we have our favorite breakfast whatever but we might start our mornings feeling incredibly blessed even if it's just for a split second that second where you come out of the dream world and you simply notice the sky through your bedroom window or you hear birdsong or you just feel the comfort of being in a warm bed I mean we're so very very lucky to have these things the majority well actually the minority of us the majority are are far from uh, experiencing such blessings so actually it's the it's the minority that 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 allows itself to be so easily distracted um but within a short space of time and certainly by the end of the day the biggest distraction will have been finances and it's interesting what is happening in our society right now with taxes going up um with food prices going up with rents going up with benefits being cut, with uh, allowances being cut, with wages being cut, that we are being fed an illusion that we do not have enough. We are being fed an illusion that the universe is unable to provide for us, that we are unable to tap into infinite abundance at any moment. We are fed this illusion because we are constantly being told there isn't enough money and we are in debt. Money is an energy and we need to ask what that debt actually is energetically because it will run at a deeper level. It will be a debt of a nation, it will be a debt of a way of being, it will be a debt of conquering others. It's not necessarily, it's an illusion, this financial debt is an illusion. Of course, if it's happening to you on a personal level, it's not an illusion if bailiffs are coming round to repossess your house. I don't mean it in that way. But I mean that it's an illusion that we start to buy into, that we are somehow limited. That if we wake up and we face a red bill, we are somehow limited, and that there is no miracle that can happen that will extricate us from this situation, that we cannot tap into abundance. We can tap into abundance because we are infinitely abundant and the universe is there, spirit is there to provide for us, our needs. And I say needs, I don't necessarily say luxuries. But it's such a powerful distraction because in that you wake up and you feel spirit and then suddenly we get distracted I don't have enough money. Well, if I don't have enough money, then that must mean that God doesn't love me. Spirit doesn't love me. The universe doesn't love me. I don't love me. I'm unworthy. I'm not good enough. Why don't I have enough money? Why aren't I good as, why don't I have as much as my neighbor? Why don't I have the latest clothes? Why can't I pay my rent? Why is the rent too high? Why am I living here? I'm not happy. And suddenly we're in a downward spiral. I'm not going to offer some huge esoteric solution here on how we can change the financial system that we're in because this isn't the place to do that right now. I want to look at it at an individual level. I have found that some of the most healing things that one can do when you're going into that downward spiral is to find that reconnection to abundance within you and around you through really simple things. A long walk in nature will show you that we are infinitely abundant and everything that dies eventually regenerates in a new form. 
it will show you that the animal kingdom is able to survive. Even through the harshest winters, it may be a survival of the fittest, but they are able to survive as long as man doesn't get in the way. That's another thing. It will show you the persistence of a tree, that even when knocked down, the branches will continue to grow, the roots will travel deep into the earth, and life will continue to burgeon. Clearing out your kitchen cupboards and making delicious food from whatever you have in those cupboards will show you that we need very little to eat well. We need very little to sustain ourselves should we do it with clear intention. This isn't uh, a talk on how to cook a wholesome meal, but should we come at anything in life from a place of love, then there's no reason why it cannot suddenly multiply and we get more of what we put in. And that's truly what I'm saying. Baking a great loaf of bread and making some wholesome soup, if done with love, will give us more than a takeaway meal. It will give us more in the long term because we will be feeding ourselves energetically and we will be seeing that we can create something out of nothing. And in fact, what we perceive as nothing is an illusion because energy is all around us. And truly that state of abundance lies within. So if we find ourselves lacking abundance, we need to ask, why do I lack abundance in my life? Do I not feel worthy of it? Do I use money as a distraction, as a way of stopping myself from doing the things that I truly wish to do but I'm too scared to do? Do I somehow put myself, find myself in situations where I can turn around and say I would love to have done that but I simply don't have the money? Because on a deep, deep level I don't want to push myself outside my comfort zone. Is there perhaps an ancestral link in my line that says we are always lacking in abundance and if so that is something to be healed ritualistically perhaps through a healing. So it's worth tracing that distraction and how much of a distraction it is in your life because it may not be a distraction for you. You know for others the distraction is discomfort or it will become an ailment Oh, I really wanted to do that thing, but my knee's playing up again. I really wanted to do that thing, but you know this cold, I never seem to be able to shift. It's come back. For others, it will be something, oh, I really wanted to do that thing, but I can't, my family needs me. I really, you know, we will always find distractions. Sometimes these distractions have a place and they need to be honoured. Your family needs you, your family needs you. But we need to look at how much are we using distraction to keep us separated from ourselves, from spirit, from the work that we wish to do, from what would fulfill us. Money is just one distraction and I use it as an example because of the times that we find ourselves in right now. 
and because it's often a very convenient distraction when we're on a path of exploration or healing. I really want to go to that healing, but I don't have the money. I really want to go to that workshop, but I don't have the money. I really wanted to buy that book, but I don't have the money. It's a distraction. Surely it's a distraction, is it not? Because when we truly want something, we find a way to get it, do we not? And perhaps that doesn't apply to you, but I know in my own life and the lives of others that I've witnessed, when they truly want something, when I truly want something, I find a way. Nothing gets in the way. So why am I not fighting that hard for my healing? And that's something worth asking. But it's just one of the distractions that we have. And so the ways to combat it, I have found, are through prayer, through going deep within to connecting with the land, connecting with nature, Simple ritualistic acts that are infused with love and creativity, like cooking a meal because it gives one a sense of abundance. I created this meal. I am abundant. I created a meal for another. I am abundant. I knitted this jumper. I am abundant. You know, it's simple things like that that show us we have the ability to create and we have also on a level lost that sense in us because everything now is so readily available we can go to the supermarket and buy meals we can buy jumpers you know we're not having to create and build we've lost the sense of knowing that we can make something out of perceived nothing because we're not building our own homes and knowing that a home can be built from everything that nature provides you with because we're not making our own foods often from scratch, we forget that nature will provide us with everything that we need to fill our stomachs with. Because we're not often sourcing the materials for what we wear from nature, we forget that the land will give us everything that we need to be warm. It will take hard work. It will take perseverance. It will probably be uncomfortable. But our needs will be met because we have placed our the fulfillment of our needs in the hands of others, i.e. supermarkets and restaurants and those who cook for us and those who, you know, sweatshops that, that make cheap clothes for us. We've placed our power in the hands of others. And so then we feel disillusioned and lost somehow when we don't have the ability to to have that energetic exchange which is really you know that's why we hand over money it's that energetic exchange but the reason we hand over money is to say well I'm not going to do the work that goes into cooking this meal I give you some energy so you will cook it for me okay what if you weren't giving that energy away how much more abundant would you be this really isn't about how to save pennies this is just about remembering our divinity, remembering that we are co-creators. That's what cooking a meal from scratch does. It reminds us that we can create something beautiful out of perceived empty. And that's important. That's, that's an important thing to remember. Distractions in our healing. I mean, there are so many distractions that come up when we're on our healing journey. Um, and they come up, and I've talked about this in in other podcasts, of why they come up, because we're fearful, we're in a place of resistance. But, you know, those distractions will be travel, money, 
um, discomfort in some way. Um, we will allow ourselves to get caught up in the distraction, the story, rather than to see it for what it is, that it's taking us away from our truth, that it's taking us away from knowing that we are worthy of being loved and held and healed, and we are worthy of finding a way to connect to our abundance. So it's important, I think, to, to know when we're being distracted you know, if we're spending six hours, seven hours on the, on the computer on Facebook, when well, we could spend that time with our families or in nature or meditating or doing yoga or knitting or cooking a meal or in stillness, then that's a distraction. And we need to ask, why do we wish to be distracted? Now, something that often comes up with people I have noticed is that when you, you know, you, the, the when you ask them, what's it like to spend time on your own? People will often say, I don't have a problem with spending time on my own. I spend lots of time on my own. And then you ask them, well, what do you do when you spend that time on your own? And they will often be telling you that what they do is distract themselves from being by themselves. Oh, I go on the computer, I go on Facebook, I then, you know, I go on Instagram, I make some phone calls, um, uh, I'll watch a DVD, all these things, although beneficial in lots of ways for connecting and creating community, are distractions from that one thing which is about being comfortable being with yourself. Sitting in a space by yourself, doing nothing. Reading a book, going inwards. Do you have the ability to sit still in a space and do nothing? to sit in nature and do nothing. Do you have the ability to do that? Or do you need to be distracted? And if so, what are you running away from? Because truly what you're running away from is yourself. And how is that possible? You can't do that. It's going to exhaust you. It'll be endless. And what is it that you're running away from in yourself? Is it pain? Is it wounds that haven't been healed? Is it thought patterns? What is it that you're running away from in yourself? I often see people walking through nature, whether it's parks or, you know, on the heath, and they've got their phone in, in their hand. They're busy texting or emailing or um, Facebooking, I'm on the heath, rather than just being in that moment, even if it's for 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Surely, surely we deserve some of that quiet time without distraction. Surely we deserve that, to turn the phone off, to turn the computer off, to turn the TV off, to connect with the rhythms of the earth and so connect with ourselves. Surely we deserve that. Because the more distractions we have, the more disconnected we are. So I find that a really good practice is at least once a week to have a day where there are no distractions. Turn the TV off, turn the computer off, turn the phone off. You know, if it's if it's an emergency, I mean, if you, you know, check your phone every couple of hours if you if you fear there's going to be some emergency. But we we need to ask: is is there going to be some emergency, or are we just feeding ourselves that because we're scared of being in stillness by ourselves? I mean, I think we all have that fear the older we get and the older our 
our parents get or when we're parents ourselves that there will be some emergency and so our phones must be on all the time. I do understand that. But there are ways around that. Put your phone on silent then. You know, have a way that you can find stillness. Free from distraction. Our great masters, those great teachers of our history, would spend weeks, months out with the land. And no one else, just just themselves and the land, no distractions. Should there be an emergency back home, it would be dealt with back home, unless it was truly, truly an emergency, and then someone would come and find them. Because this was their time to reconnect with themselves and with spirit. And if they didn't do that, they could not be of service. They could not bring back information for themselves, for their families, their communities. If they remained disconnected, they would remain somehow disconnected from their power. So it's important that we start to find ways to live a life that is free from distraction so we can live a life truly in our power. The next time we find ourselves alone, and I would say the next time you find yourself alone in a space, whether it's in the park or at home or you know wherever you may be and it's just you, no one else, see how long it takes before you take out your phone to check Facebook or send a message or check your emails. See how long it takes before you find something to distract you, whether it's uh, reading a book or, I don't know, starting a conversation with a stranger. And see whether you can be in that space and just remain in that place of stillness, focused on you, what's going on inside your body, how do you feel, what's your heart saying to you, what's your breath like. What thoughts are racing around in you, through you? There's enough to distract us anyway in cities, in our lives. If we seek it as well, we're constantly stepping out of our power. If we find that stillness, we'll start to find the truth of who we are and be able to hear the voice of spirit. You can check out the website on www.sacredspacehealing.org That's www.sacredspacehealing.org If any of what I have said has resonated with you, there are some guided meditations there and some more words that may speak to you. So, until the next time, so be it. It is so.